0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. When an entrepreneur has identified a potential business opportunity, the next step is developing a business plan for the new venture. What exactly should the new plan contain? How can the entrepreneur ensure it has the substance to find interest among would-be investors? In this installment of a series of podcasts for the Wharton CERT Business Plan Competition, Wharton Management Professor Ian McMillan explains that business plans must contain several crucial elements. They must articulate a market need, identify products or services to fill that need, assess the resources required to produce those products or services, address the risks involved in the venture, and estimate the potential revenues and profits.
1: Our guest today is Professor Ian Macmillan. Uh, Professor Macmillan, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Well, I really appreciate you talking to us about uh, the necessity of uh, uh, entrepreneurs uh, writing business plans. Uh, to start with a very basic question, what exactly is a business plan? Okay. Uh,
2: a business plan to me is uh, like a 25 maximum 30 page document which is a description and analysis and an evaluation of a venture that you want to get funded by somebody. Uh, It provides critical information to the reader, usually an investor, uh, about you, the entrepreneur, about the market that you're going to enter, about the product that you want to enter with, your strategy for entry, what the prospects are financially, and uh, what the risks are to anybody who invests in the project. Uh, could you talk through some of those
1: major elements in a little more detail and explain how entrepreneurs can develop uh, a good
2: business plan? Okay. Well, let me start with a statement that you want to probably try to avoid developing a detailed business plan unless you've done some uh, initial work, some earlier work. And this, basically, what what happens is that by Doing a little bit of work, you earn the right to do uh, more work. Uh, the first thing I would do is instead, of before you start a business plan, think a little bit about what, let's call it a concept statement. And a concept statement is about three to five pages that you put together, uh, that you uh, articulate and go to share with potential customers or investors just to see if they think it's worth the energy and effort of doing more. Uh, a detailed work. Your concept statement has a few pieces to it. You're going to have a description of the market need that has to be fulfilled, a description of the products or services that you think are going to fulfill that need, a description of the key resources that you think are going to be needed to provide that product or service, a specification of what resources are currently available, uh, an articulation of what you think the risks are, and then a sort of uh, rough and ready estimate of what you think the profits and profitability will be. And the idea is to put together this three to five page document and begin to share it around with people who are going to have to support your venture if you take it forward. Uh, this allows you to rethink as, as a, a result of feedback that you get and it might be that you get uh, word back from uh, the various uh, stakeholders like potential customers or distributors that this really wasn't such a good idea after all. And that saves you all the energy and effort of putting together a big business plan. Assuming
1: that uh, the concept statement works out uh, and you want to move towards the bigger business plan, okay. uh, what, what else would you need? Uh, and, and where can you find the information? I mean, some information can be hard to find, especially about your competitors. Uh, could well, you this, speak to a little
2: about the, the, This is where it's really important to go out and speak to potential customers. Now find the people who you think are going to be buying your product and really talk to them about you know, what they dissatisfied with with the current offerings that they've got out there. Uh, get a sense from them about who's providing the alternative at the moment because uh, you know remember that uh, the, the world has done for maybe a hundred thousand years without your idea and, and people are getting by. they're not dying and, and so uh, you know something out there servicing your needs. So what's the closest competitive alternative? to what you want to offer so it's talking and it's listening and, and and you know for all the enthusiasm you have for your venture or your idea you really need to listen to people who are eventually going to write a check for it now before I let you go on to write a business plan you're going to have to do some more work and it's more pre-work uh, and that is to uh, if the concept statement looks good, then the next step is to do sort of a 15 to 20-page feasibility analysis which is we're now going to take this idea, we've learned from potential customers and distributors, we've learned from finding out who the nearest competitors are, uh, we've shaped the idea a little bit more clearly and now we dig in a little bit deeper. And uh, here the kind of challenge that I would put is to sort of say well if you start this business what evidence do you have that the market actually wants it? You know, who who do you think would write a check for this thing? Uh, uh, I'd like to begin for you to articulate what makes your product or your service feasible, what has to be done in order to make this thing uh, something that's real. I'd like a description of how you intend to enter the market, a description of who the major competitors are, uh, a preliminary plan, a very rough plan, uh, which specifies... Uh, you know what you think your revenues and profits are going to be uh, and an estimate of what you think the investment is that's going to be required uh, and uh, only then once you've articulated that and once again shared it with your stakeholder community uh, will you perhaps decide to go and perform a business plan
1: Once you're done with the feasibility
2: analysis and assuming you get the go-ahead from your stakeholders what's the next step? Okay. Um, the idea of the business plan is to convince these stakeholders. So first what we need to do in the business plan is show that we understand the needs, the unmet needs of uh, potential customers. Secondly, what we need to understand is what are the strengths and weakness of the current most competitive offering out there. Third, we need to understand what are the skills and capabilities that you have or your team has as entrepreneurs that are going to start this business. Uh, Next, we need to understand what the investors uh, need to get out of this because they have to put their money in and they need to have some kind of sense of what they're going to get in terms of returns and uh, the uh, investment needs to be competitive with alternative investments that the investors might make and and that's the idea of the business plan is to really articulate and satisfy uh, the different perspectives of the different stakeholders. Now, um, this sets in motion uh, some basic requirements in the business plan, uh, to tee up right from the start, to repeat, evidence that the customer will accept it, uh, probably a third of the ventures out there that fail are because some person came up with a great product that they thought the world would love and they found out that the customers could care less. So what you really want to try to do in a business plan is convince the reader that there are customers out there that will, in fact, buy the product. Not because it's a great product, but because they want it and they're willing to pay for it. Uh, secondly, you need to convince um, the reader that uh, you have some kind of proprietary position that you can defend. Uh, third, uh, you need to convince the uh, uh, readers that you have a uh, experienced and motivated uh, management team or you have the experience yourself and the uh, management capabilities to pull it off yourself, uh, the next thing you need to do is convince your uh, uh, potential investors that they're going to get a better return than elsewhere so you need to estimate what the net present value is of this venture and uh, you need to show that the risk that they're taking will uh, be accompanied by appropriate returns for that risk. If we look at the content of a typical business plan, uh, you need to be able to, in the 25 to 30 pages that have been allotted to you, because people's lips get tired if they have to read too much, uh, you know, sort of key pieces to it. First, an executive summary that, in no more than two pages, grabs the attention of a potential investor and says, wow, this is why I should actually read more in this plan. So the executive summary is to convince the potential investor uh, to read further. Uh, next you need a market analysis. You know, what is the market? How fast is it growing? How big is it? Uh, who are the major players? Next you need a strategy. How are you going to get into this uh, market? And how are you going to win in that marketplace against uh, current competition? And then a marketing plan. You know How are we going to segment that market? and. Uh, and which parts of the market we're going to attack and how we're going to get the attention of that market and attract it to our product or service. An operations plan, how I'm going to make it happen. Uh, An organization plan, which shows who the people are that are going to take part in this venture. The uh, key events that are going to take place as the uh, plan unfolds, what are the major things that are going to happen. Uh, If it happens to be a physical product, you know, you're going to have a prototype, a model, if it happens to be a software product, or you're going to have a piece of software developed, a prototypical piece of software and so on. But what are the key milestones by which the investors can judge what progress you're making in the the investment? Because you're not going to get all your money up front. You're going to get your money allocated contingent on you achieving uh, key milestones. So it's as well to indicate what those milestones are a really hard-nosed assessment of what the key risks are, what are the market risks, what are the product risks, what are the financial risks, what are the competitive risks. And to the extent that you upfront and honest about it, you will convince your potential investors that you've done your homework. And uh, you need to also be able to indicate how you're going to mitigate these risks. Because if you can not mitigate the risks, you, uh, you know, I'm not going to put money into your venture. And then uh, what you get down to is a financial plan, where what you're basically doing is a five year forecast of what you think the finances are going to be. Uh, Maybe with quarterly data or projections for the first two years and annual for the next uh, three. You need a pro forma profit and loss, you need a pro forma balance sheet if you have uh, assets in the balance sheet, Uh, you have a pro forma cash flow and your cash flow is important because it's the cash flow that kills. You may have great profits on your book but you may run out of money. So you need a pro forma cash flow statement. And then a financing plan that says, as this project unfolds, what tranches of financing I'm gonna need and how I'm gonna go about raising it. And, uh, and then finally a financial evaluation that has a look as if, if you make this investment, what is it value gonna to be to you as an investor? So that's basically the structure of the plan.
1: Uh, Can I ask you a somewhat related question to some of the steps that you mentioned? Uh, Let's say you've written a business plan uh, and presented it to your investors. Uh, How tightly do you have to be tied to the plan? Uh, Does it mean that if you have, once you're actually executing against the plan and you find new opportunities, that you should reject them because they're not part of your plan? Or should you build in some flexibility uh, that allows you to uh, accept emerging economy
2: uh, opportunities. Is, is this an opportunity for me to do a sales pitch on discovery-driven planning? Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, the, the thing about most entrepreneurial ventures is that your outcome is uncertain. And, and so you're doing something that's very new, and, and uh, it, it's very, very hard to predict what the actual outcome is going to be. And one of the most fundamental flaws is that in the face of this unfolding uncertainty as you begin to enter this market space, to single-mindedly and bloody-mindedly pursue the original objective. And the reality is that the true opportunity will emerge. And the basic idea that you want to try to do, and this is what venture capitalists do, is they'll put a small amount of money into the project, allow the entrepreneur to enter that market space and then contingent on performance, and contingent on what apparent traction you can get in that market space, completely replan to find out what the true opportunity really is. So it's insanity to insist that people actually meet their plan as planned. This doesn't mean that you compromise your objectives. The idea is I want to keep on trying to make my objectives, but. How I make my objectives must change with a plan and that's basically what led to all the work that uh, Wharton has done in the last few years uh, uh, in, on discovery driven planning. It's, it's a way of thinking about planning that says uh, uh, I'm going to make small investments, if I'm wrong early, fail fast, fail cheap and move on. but. Uh, As I find out what the true opportunity is, I can increasingly, aggressively invest in what this opportunity is.
1: Could you give an example of a company that has used this discovery-driven planning process uh, to to build its business to uh, the next level?
2: Well, I think that the company that's done the most in this area is uh, Air Products. And uh, what they've been able to do is use discovery-driven planning to unfold completely different businesses from the ones that uh, they were in. I mean, Air Products makes things like carbon dioxide and oxygen and nitrogen and so on. It's a very old line company and uh, using discovery-driven planning, they've been able to move into aggressively into, for instance, the service sector and, and recognize that you know the fact that they were able to deliver reliably and predictably in the face of uncertain demand uh, uh, developed a set of skills that allows them allow them to enter the service business where your return on investment and return on assets are far higher you know, than putting a huge plant in place. Uh,
1: Professor, Professor McMillan, thanks so much for speaking with us today.
2: Okay.
0: For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.